Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Based in Santa Ana, California, Bioano Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit bioanopower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com or contact dealers nationwide welcome to the paddle and fin podcast network this is the final cast segment with your hosts brad hicks and josh eldridge where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad welcome to the final cast you're listening to the final cast laryngitis brad back in the house What's up, coffee? <laughs> I'm a little better last week. Last week and or yeah, last week was rough, man. What's wrong with you? Did you start smoking all of a sudden? Kind of sounds like it, don't it? Yeah, dude, it's kind of <laughs> gross. I mean, me and Josh are trying to have a conversation, and you hack a lung right in our ears. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try to mute the mic when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I hope you get better, man. I, I don't know. Those summertime colds suck. So, yeah, hey, it's not it's not Corona. So if anybody messages me after hearing this, shut up. 
Oh, man. Uh, we got a cool guest in the house, return guest, Josh Shrinko, Smalley Talk Podcast. What's going on? What's up, boys? How you doing? Good. Good. Man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Still a little, uh, I'm a little strung out from my family RV vacation. Just got back from, so two, two weeks with, uh, four kids and four adults in an RV. So it, uh, wasn't exactly the recharge and relaxation type of vacation. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, Where'd you go? Um, so we started out flying into Salt Lake. And then um, we took rented an RV and drove up to Glacier National Park and then went over to Yellowstone and then down to Grand Tetons and then back down to Salt Lake. So, um, so yeah, it was a long, it was nice to be off work for two weeks, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't exactly like carefree. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But I hear you. I don't like vacations where I'm just going and going like that, man. Yeah. (laughs) But, it was definitely for the kids uh, a bit. A lot of it was, but uh, but yeah, it was cool. If you guys have never been out west, like that's a that's God's country out there. That's like unbelievable landscape. So it's, it's some some all all uh, um, moments and some really like cool stuff out there. So didn't catch any smallmouth though. Caught some trout, but really, yep. Huh. Yeah, I took a that's fly cool. rod with me and yeah, caught some caught some rainbows on a dry fly. It was pretty fun. So. I didn't even know you fly fished. <laughs> uh, I keep that on the down low. <laughs> uh, I can't fly fish. I, I, I actually do enjoy it. I just, you know, the smally talk thing, we kind of have a thing going back and forth because Chris is the fly guy and I'm the conventional guy. And uh, I make fun of fly fishermen, but I actually do partake. I get, we call it by fly. So I'm a little by fly. Just a tiny <laughs> bit, so. That's awesome. Now, uh, where were you fishing at? Uh, I did most of my fishing in Yellowstone. So, yeah, yeah we, we did a couple of rivers out there, the Yellowstone River, Slough Creek, and then I uh, actually had the best fishing in Grand Tetons. Um, There's a, I think it was the Gross Venture River, ran behind one of our campsites and uh, went back there for a few hours. And we had a couple of trout dinners, so it was, it was nice. Okay, man. No smallmouth, though, out there. I think there are smallmouth, uh, believe it or not, ran into a Smalley Talk listener out there. Really? And yeah. Yeah. That's he awesome. was he was from Montana, lived in North Carolina or South Carolina. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, there's smallmouth out here. But I mean, I was with kids in an RV. I didn't didn't have an opportunity to go explore out there much. It was more just like if I had the opportunity to go run over to a creek or a river while we were sightseeing, like I'd go do it. But it definitely was not a fishing trip. So. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and and I mean, when you get up in the mountains and stuff like that, it's it's mainly trout. Like it's you know, right. those small smallmouth are kind of few, far between, and usually they're going to be concentrated up. Like you know, Brad, like you know how Jay goes, um, and they go up fishing up in Idaho for yeah. uh, sturgeon and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, they can you know they caught some really good smallmouth like in this one section and stuff like that, but. It's just, it's not as crazy as it would be like, you know, in Ohio and Indiana and Michigan and, you know, in the Northern states like that. But I mean, obviously you could probably introduce, they could probably be introduced, but, you know, and make their numbers bigger, you know, especially especially in those colder water streams like that up in the mountains, you know? Yeah. I think from what I heard um, from a couple guys up there that, 
smallmouth are actually in the Yellowstone River, and they're like, uh, the they're the fly guys are freaking out up there because they're like kind of taking over parts of the river, but they're all like ten inch fish. Yeah. So they're not even fun to catch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a there were some probably there. If I, I my goal at some point is to catch a smallmouth in every state that they actually exist in. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't get the chance out there. So I saw somebody post the in one of the groups that they were catching Hawaii smallmouth. Yep. I was yep. like, I did not know they existed out there. That's cool. They, I mean, it's not native by any means. Right. Like, uh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like Hawaii and stuff like, like where I was at, Brad, in Kauai, they have like some rivers and stuff that run through, but it's, it's real weird. Like I, we went peacock bass fishing and peacock bass aren't native to there yeah. um, by any means. And it was like a reservoir is like their drinking water reservoir, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like how we have them here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, just they're not raised up like ours are, you know, like above ground. In a yeah. And um, <clears throat> they had largemouth bass. I don't know if they had smallmouth bass there, but I'm sure that at some point that's probably been introduced somewhere. And, you know, like you know, it could probably they'd probably survive, you know. I mean, yeah. it's kind of crazy. You think about what smallmouth kind of what they how they flourish in like certain types of water but you know they'll survive though and in kind of subpar conditions you know not, mm -hmm. not what they fit so yeah, the, yeah. gmr is a testament of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well gmr is also a testament in a little miami river is like how much you can make your fisheries bounce back by simply cleaning up the water systems and keep keep them from dumping chemicals in them you know yeah, that's well, why all of our rivers were so bad around here was because of all the industrial stuff that was going on and you mm -hmm. know like the gmr bounced back and a little miami was probably better for a while you know when you yeah. think about it but the gmr is making this huge comeback because the bait fish are starting to survive there and yeah so this well, out they're getting big uh josh over in indiana they've had something similar like a fish kill right uh, white river like 20 years ago yeah there was a like an industrial spill um in anderson indiana which was basically like the start of the really good part of the river and uh they some company up there dumped a bunch of chemicals knowingly in the river huh. and uh yeah i wasn't around fishing at that time uh not in the white river anyways when it happened i think it was about 27 years ago so i was uh, nine um mm -hmm. but they yeah killed a bunch of fish and it decimated that fishery and kind of what josh was saying is like it's crazy how resilient those rivers are if you just stop you know stop mm -hmm. polluting they really clean themselves up yeah. um the one thing that really can't be cleaned up and it's unfortunate in in the white river and a lot of midwestern stream is the agriculture um, the silting in of the, the rivers. And that's something that I really, uh, it, it bugs the crap out of me because, uh, you know, the agriculture has been allowed to farm all the way up to the banks and there's no, none of that root system to hold the bank in. And it turns a rocky, nice smallmouth habitat type river into just a mud pit. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's sections, you know, if you are, if you river fish, you know, you go through sections of river where the farmland is and it's just like, 
you might as well just paddle through there because there's yeah. no smallmouth, you know, there's just no habitat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Human intervention, you know, it's, yeah. uh, that's how the like little that. Miami river is over here. It goes through a lot of farmland. Yeah. It's like, um, it, it does real great. Josh, like you mentioned, like where it's not being farmed right up to the banks and, you know, we have, a conservancy district um, group that there's one for the, it's kind of the Miami watershed. And then you've got one that's actually separate for the little Miami river, I think. Right, Brad, isn't there ones that's separate for little Miami? Yeah. And uh, they're doing a really good job of trying to clean that up because they're buying a ton of land, like from people too. Mm -hmm. And then trying to create that, that buffer zone, especially with like trees and that sort of thing. You'll see them planting stuff. Like once they bought the land, if it was kind of bare, they're starting to put trees and wildflowers and stuff up That's along cool. there. But um, it still struggles though. Cause I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean, you've got so many, like the thing that little Miami river is starting to struggle with is it, you do have like, you know, like Caesars Creek and stuff that still dumps, you know, into there through their tailwater section. And that place gets like E. coli um, <laughs> every year, year because of f- farm runoff, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, cows and pig farms and stuff like that, I think, around that one. Um, and then on top of that, we've got so many wastewater management, like, you know, the city wastewater management systems around, like in this area, it's just like, you can't go like four miles down, it seems a river without running across another one. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, those cause a little bit of issues too. Um, especially with the little Miami, it tends to kind of struggle. Like Brad, like down there by Loveland, everybody talks about like how bad the water quality yeah. is. And it doesn't yeah. look bad, you know, it doesn't look bad. It looks great, you know, but it is what it is, man. It's just, I, I'm a big, I, I really hope to see like the farming. I kind of understand like it's a pain cause it's something that was, you know, put together like a long, long time ago, how their fields drain off and all that sort of thing. And, you know, the mm-hmm. farming practices have, gotten crazier and crazier with bigger equipment and it just makes everything more loose and it's just it doesn't bounce back as quick like you know and then on top of that you get what josh is saying where they're right up on the bank there's some sections of little miami river and beaver creek that are completely different in three years like Mm -hmm. because of the farmland there and where it just literally like the whole bank side just falls in you know in huge chunks like it's it's amazing to see how much of it happens like that you know mm-hmm. and then you see it with even the trees like you know you get all the trees that start falling in the water yep. it almost becomes impossible to even paddle at that point you get enough trees in there oh. uh, just a bunch of strainers <laughs> basically uh, yeah i will say the white river uh which you know the white river runs through the city of indianapolis it's kind of uh one of those you know, a lot of people know what it is. People in Indiana, a lot of them are like, you know, if I say something like, oh, yeah, I fished the White River, they're like, oh, you fished the White River? Like, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it's it's a, yeah. you know, it's an urban, definitely an urban river. Mm-hmm. Um, but the city is, we had a guy on our podcast a while back, and they're investing, I think it's 
two billion dollars in an uh, under underground rock tunnel. They're basically diverting all the city's runoff into this rock tunnel. And right now, it's like it's something crazy. It's like I don't know how many billion gallons a day that goes into that river right now is diverting all of that into the tunnel. And supposedly like 10 years from now, it's going to be like, we can swim in it. You know, they're going to build uh, a lot of um, commercialized stuff along the bank, and make it like kind of like a recreational place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there, there is, there are things we can do to, to clean it up. I don't have $2 billion, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but luckily someone cared enough to, you know, uh, put that um, that project in place, and and they're they're actually, I think they're a, a pretty good chunk of it's done right now. So hmm. that's cool. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. Hey, you guys got a unique river out there. I like it. I've, I've, I've fished Broad Ripple area, and I've been you know, around downtown Indianapolis. It's mm-hmm. a nice river, man. You guys got bigger fish, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's got i think it's kind of what in its heyday right now from a size standpoint and rivers fluctuate like that you know mm-hmm. like the, you know susquehanna is a good example like it's down right now for whatever reason the you know fishing is just not as good as it was even when i was out there three years ago it was really good um you know that it's kind of at its peak we've had some good recruitments uh you know the last several years really not a ton of flooding in the spring so those spawning mm-hmm. classes have thrived and um you know it's fishing well right now that's for sure and i, I don't think there's a there's a pretty strong outlook because this year we didn't have a ton of rain this spring either so mm-hmm. you know we probably had a really good spawning class this year um so it'll probably continue to be pretty good um indiana's fishing pretty like there's a couple rivers like sugar creek um that is is i would say down now i don't really know why but it is mm-hmm. The White River is definitely fishing really well right now. So that's cool, man. Good to hear. Yeah. Well, let's get into the uh, the clothing line, man. Uh, let's talk about that. How you started it? What what it's about? Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, as you said, I'm a, I am a repeat guest, so you guys had me on, and um, it was a while back. It was more to talk about wilderness system stuff. I think at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but anybody that knows me knows that I'm kind of a smallmouth nut. Um, so everything from just my Instagram account to, uh, you know, I'm we host a smallmouth podcast. Just it's kind of something I fell in love with um, about 15 years ago after being a kind of a bass boat guy. Um, I was fishing tournaments out of a bass boat, and uh, yeah. Long story short, I I got into kayak fishing, and and smallmouth is. Um, for a lot of people, I think it's their first love when they get into that because kayaks are really river friendly. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get out in places that boats can't get. And I was like shocked at how um, how much cool fishing there there was that I couldn't get to in my boat. Um, which ironically, I used to fish tournaments on White River in my boat in Broad Ripple, 
Um, but and you would catch a smallmouth every once in a while. But it was that section above the dam is really big, good largemouth territory because it's a lot slower. It's dammed up. Um, and I started fishing other places where you know really you couldn't get a boat and and kind of fell in love with the whole kayak and smallmouth thing and really um i guess the clothing brand is is somewhat of a product of just my love for smallmouth and the fact i'm an entrepreneur like i own a small business what i do for a living and uh i kind of one of those guys that like you know if i see something that like i want like that's like cool or whatever like oh man uh, like the podcast is a good example i love podcasts i binge watch podcast or listen to podcasts um listen to your guys podcasts all the time and uh, i was like i was like starving for smallmouth content you know i was like man there's just not a lot of smallmouth content out there and then i'm i'm the type of guys like well if it's not there i'm gonna make it um so i we started the Smalley talk podcast well this is kind of a like i said product of that same mindset um, you know, I, I like showing my love for smallmouth, you know, my clothes. I think a lot of guys like, you know, fishermen, you know, you guys are both wearing fishing hats and I'm sure you have plenty of fishing shirts and that sort of thing. And there is definitely some cool smallmouth apparel out there. Um, like, you know, Nate Carnes comes to mind. If you guys know him, he has some cool, uh, artwork out there for smallmouth. Matt Stockton has some cool stuff, but nobody really had a brand like dedicated to, smallmouth so i i kind of came up with this idea a few years ago and sat on it sat on it wasn't sure exactly how i was going to execute it and then as i've gotten older um i really just uh wanted to do it right so instead of just like throwing a shirt out there or throwing a hat out there and selling it on you know uh printful or or teespring or something like that i wanted to actually start a a brand and a company and build it around my love for smallmouth um, the thing is I can't draw worth crap. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I need to figure out how to do some design work. And I have used like contracting design in the past for like logos and stuff. But long story short, um, my neighbor, uh, approached me, um, about some stuff and, and we became friends and he really likes to draw. My brother-in-law is like a, an artist. He does tattoos and stuff and they both love to fish. And I kind of was like, man, maybe I should just ask them if they want to go into business with me. So last year I, I pulled them in, uh, into my basement and was like, Hey, I got a proposition for you guys. Like I want to start this company, but I need, I want to want some partners in it. And yeah. in in my basement, we kind of brainstormed the idea. And after hours and hours of meetings, you know, every week or so and kind of hashing out different ideas, we kind of settled on doing apparel for right now. And uh, yeah, so right now we're basically in an apparel company based off of inspired by smallmouth. Um, it's about as simple as I can put it um, with plans to do other things besides apparel in the future. So interesting. How'd you so, get the uh, name? Uh, so the naming process was the collaborative thing between me and, and my two business partners. And really we just kind of threw a bunch of names on the table and we're like, Hey, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, uh, my, um, neighbor, his name's Andrew Ruder. He's actually an ecologist for the state of Indiana. Um, so he's like a really big outdoors guy. Um, 
And, but he's super kind of, I would say, um, maybe a little like weird creative, uh, like in a good way. Like he, he has an appreciation for really original things and, and he threw that name out there and I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so he explained and, and basically it's the, um, it's the, what the Algonquin Indians used to call smallmouth and, and they're in their native like language. It's, it meant the one that fights or one, which fights. Um, uh-huh. and that's kind of, you know, the smallmouth community, the whole free the fighter thing. Like that's kind of what they're known for. You know, they're known for their color. They're known for, you know, their stripes and they're known for how they fight. Um, and I thought it was really, it's really original. Nobody else had that name. Nobody else mm-hmm. really like, used it before. So intellectual property wasn't going to be an issue. A like, copyright infringement wasn't going to be an issue. So yeah, we decided to roll with that as like, you know, a little bit of a, uh, kind of a, um, less straightforward name, but in the branding world, I think that usually ends up working out. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where it came from. So, so share with the pronunciation of what you guys (laughs) have it as, and then what the other one is that we discussed before. Yeah. So Algonquin, the Algonquin, uh, native American tribe are like, you know, they're like up in the Northern, like Canadian region is like where they Mm -hmm. subsisted. Um, and that's a huge, like French, you know, French Canadian, uh, influence up there. And that word is French. And actually, if you look it up, it's, it means black bass in French. Uh, so it's a little kind of a little weird in the French, but we went for a long time trying to figure out the exact way to pronounce it. <laughs> and, uh, and I actually asked, I, I work with actually, uh, one of the, um, one of the, my business partners that, uh, in my day job, uh, they're a French based company. And I was at a sales conference and I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm starting this company. I was like, well, how would you pronounce that? And the guy was like, Ashigan. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, we totally got that wrong. Uh, so uh, we decided um, for, the, for the sake of, you know, just being a red-blooded American, you know, we, we, we Americanized the name. So we just called it a Chigan. So a Chigan. Like so. Either way, I, it sounds good either way to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not like, you know, we're not trying to, to like, beat people I down mean, if they I pronounce mean, it, it could get like, real american made it like it's at again hey that's fine with me <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call it that you can call it that because i've been laughing at brad he's avoiding saying it like he's <laughs> like what you know you want to talk about you know like your uh clothing brand yeah he's not even <laughs> saying it any Man. other buddy else we've ever had he'll say the actual name <laughs> of the company he's trying to avoid it yeah uh, we, we get some weird stuff on here though it's just like <laughs> when, when i have to pronounce something i'm like oh, i don't want to screw it up especially no. with uh we had your buddy chris lemeasure on yeah yeah and i was i was sweating bullets yeah. uh, <laughs> i was like dude please don't screw this up <laughs> oh yeah his last name took me a while before i before I like got it, you know, hundred percent right. But it it's a lot. His name is a lot easier to say than it, it uh, reads. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I just found out the other day that. Um, so you guys, I, I wear these sandals, but the you know I call them Tevas, right? Um, well, I just found out the other day that's not even the right way to pronounce it's Tevas. So, <laughs> so I'm sure that's a pretty common thing. Like, who cares what they you know people yeah. call it? So. Yeah, I've I've done that before. 
You're like, yeah. I don't care what you call it. Just buy some shirts, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that was one of the biggest things I didn't like about the reel down. And I know Dan Perry can relate to this is when he did the uh, top five of like local tournaments around the, the nation, he'd come up to somebody's random name and like, I'm sorry if I butcher this. <laughs> I hated that part, man, because I always messed it up. And then I get like, uh, if somebody from Indiana, they, they message me, that's not how you pronounce my last name. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, my last name is a good example. So it's pronounced Shrinko. So yeah. you with a CH. So I'm, I've been used to my whole life. Like I don't even say my last name anymore. I just spell it. Like that's yeah. the, that's the only way to do it. So if it, if it wasn't for your podcast, I would, wouldn't uh, say <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're excited about it, man. We're, we're, uh, we're launching on August 1st. Um, we really wanted to launch it before then it just, you know, you don't really, you don't realize how much work something like this is until you actually start doing it. It ends up being way more money and way more time uh, than you, you think. Um, but we're doing it the right way. So in my, you know, with my business acumen, at least from what I think is the right way, we're, we're doing it, you know, in a way where we're actually have like a, a marketing concept and a brand concept where, you know, everything plays into each other. And it's not just some like cheap thing. Like all of our stuff um, is very, very high quality. So mm-hmm. we're not screen printers. We're not, you know, embroiderers. We, we don't manufacture that stuff. So we partnered with a guy um, who I actually hired in a, at a job like 10 years ago who ended up starting his own business. And uh, he's got a really cool shop here in town. And we met with several people and, uh, basically he pitched us his like process. Um, so like as I've gotten into this, I've started to learn how clothes are made, how stuff and how stuff's printed and it's not all equal. Like a lot of the stuff you buy is super cheap Mm -hmm. and, uh, it doesn't last long or it fades really easily. Everything we're going to be doing is like top of the line stuff. Um, it's all, all going to be like, uh, really high quality prints. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, it took us a while to do that the right way and not just like go do some print on demand company and upload an image and let it, you know, print. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if that's what you want to do, like, I think that's okay for like merchandise on a podcast or a YouTube channel or something like that. But if you're wanting to build a company and eventually it's something that I would like to do full time, like it's something that I think you need to do right and build the foundation for it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the mindset we have with it. So. Well, I mean, and you kind of look at, for example, like, you know, you'll buy some of these high performance shirts, you know, <clears throat> through a company or whatever. And mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, you know, I'm going to support that, that tackle company or this or that. And you get the shirt and you're like, man, I thought this is like a good, high performance (laughs) shirt i can see through it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. but then you got like columbia or aftco or something like that and their stuff is solid like i can't see through my columbia pfg shirt you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and it lasts long um you know it's i mean i have the same shirts that i've had for years i haven't bought new ones in like three years man and it they're all going strong they might stink a little bit but i just need to (laughs) you know but I mean, yeah. that's how that those shirts are. You guys know how they are. They just absorb sweat and they just yeah. don't want to let it go. But fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. 
It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Um, yeah. It's cool, man, to hear that you guys took that that aspect of it because it is real easy for a lot of people to get into mm-hmm. the the clothing printing game and be like, oh, we're just going to, you know, submit these designs over here it's going to be the same shirts just with a different logo or you know design on each one and Mm -hmm. and from you know when i checked that brad's sent me some stuff to look at and i'm like man these are this is cool this is unique it's different Uh, and um, i have an appreciation for stuff that's on the higher quality thing even though like you know i don't even really have like the money for that kind of stuff like even like all my fishing stuff but like i've always been like I'm going to buy it. I'd like to buy it once, you know, like, or, you know, once every couple of years or whatever, not where I have to buy something like every season comes around. It's the same thing. Like I remember buying waders and wading boots from, you know, field and stream and it didn't even last three months, man. And I was like, never again. And the next year it was Sims G threes, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I've had them for five years now and no holes, nothing. You know. Yeah, those the G threes, which is what I have, dude. Those are freaking awesome waders. Yeah. They're like super thick. You can walk through thorns and briars yeah. and stuff. They won't get all ripped up for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's interesting because I have the same appreciation for that stuff. And I mm-hmm. knew from the get go that I was like, I'm not going to put my name on anything that's not something that I would wear, mm-hmm. something that I would buy or spend my hard earned money. You know, and people that at the end of the day, like whether you want to support anybody or not, like you know, you, people work hard for their money. Like people, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they bust their butt every day and especially fishermen, you know, fishermen by, by in larger, it's a blue collar community. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those guys, they they work hard so they can go out and fish on the weekends and the clothes that they buy, a lot of times they spend money on them because they want, you know, you're hard on stuff for one, you know, (laughs) you're, you're like constantly beating stuff up, throwing it in the corner, getting it dirty, getting it wet. And, um, yeah, this, the sunshirt thing is, was interesting. Uh, you, you guys will, should really like, like, I, I feel like we got the nicest material. Actually, do you guys want to see it real quick? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see it. Yeah. Hang on one, one second. I got to Don't be freaked out. I got a mannequin here. <laughs> what's the what's the mannequin's name we haven't named him yet uh but i was gonna draw a mustache on him you uh, should get like hey. a printout like a, a, a printout like photo and tape it to its face yeah. hey, you, it uh, I, so, i've heard i've heard some of your guys' uh shows i, I know that mannequin is not just for the shirt <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's all too well so that's like this is like whoa his arm came off so. <laughs> hang on there i put him down but yeah so the the sun shirt we have is uh it's a we we like got a ton of samples and like tried out a bunch of different uh of those shirts because i am really particular about like how they feel on your skin you know you're wearing them all day they're technical shirts so um, and I, you know, the hooded ones in particular, I've, I have a ton of those because, you know, it protects your ears and neck from the sun. So you don't mm-hmm. put sunscreen on. 
And uh, we'll, we'll have two different, we'll have a non-hooded and a hooded one at launch. And then we'll probably expand those pretty quick into some other designs. Um, but that was a, yeah, that was interesting seeing exactly what you were saying, Josh. It's like you get a, some of them, you're like, oh, they're like, oh, well, these are this price. You're like, oh, the price point's good. Man, these are crap. Yeah. And then uh, we kept having to look and look. And we finally found a manufacturer out of South Carolina that makes these particular shirts. Hmm. And uh, they're like double stitched. And this one, so this one isn't recycled, but the next version we're going to get is going to be made of recy- all recycled materials. It's going to be made of hmm. recycled plastic bottles. Um, and it, it's neat. It's neat learning about that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'll... Uh, um, make sure to get you guys a couple shirts and let you try them and make sure, you know, they live okay. up to what I'm, what I'm saying about them. So, uh, yeah, man. the, I don't know if you've ever heard of 47 brand or not. They make the baseball hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they also use uh, plastic bottles. I thought that was cool. It's probably reprieve, which is the same. So that's like, so the company that makes reprieve is out of, um, I think Guatemala and they supply, they kind of are the ones that do the actual, like, recycling process and then these cut and sew companies they buy that material from them and make you know garments or hats or whatever Mm -hmm. you make from it um but yeah this this company that makes these uh these sun shirts they're pretty sick so they're really nice they're all sublimated so it's not screen printed so they're um if you're not familiar with that it basically like burn the ink into the the um fabric so it's like a part of the fabric it'll never mm-hmm. fade it'll never like it'll never flake nothing it's like uh, very very nice uh design work on them so it's uh they're gonna be cool so i like that because like you said the stuff that flakes off or you know fades it drives me nuts i got it i got a lot of shirts like that yeah same same with me i mean the, i think your average screen printed plastisol shirt you know lasts i think you know like 40 washes or something like that which is that's a lot but you know that's for me that could be a couple years worth if i'm wearing it a lot so yeah. it's like you know if it only lasts a couple years it's kind of disappointing um but yeah all of our t-shirts are water-based ink so they're like if you feel the the design like on the shirt, you, you, it's not rough feeling. It feels like it's part of the shirt. Nice. Um, so they're they're all going to be good stuff, man. I hopefully uh, people will like them and the designs. We've spent a lot a lot of time like going through versions and versions and versions and versions of designs. And um, yeah, I actually have one on right now. Um, I mentioned this uh, in our video. So this is an exclusive peek right here. Because nobody's Uh-oh. seen this. Yeah, nobody's seen this. <laughs> hey, hold on. It, it, this will be on YouTube. So I don't okay. know. You good with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all okay. good. Um, so speaking of YouTube, you guys are familiar with Matt Nelson, Indie Yak mm-hmm. Angler. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing a collection of his um, his like themed stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, so we got to fish with Matt in Minnesota when we went up there this oh, spring. Awesome. Got to meet him and... Um, and he was on our podcast a while back, so I got to know him through that. Uh, but anyways, if you guys are familiar with this Chewbacca video. Yeah, know, yeah I was going to say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so if you look really close on this, you can see there's a Chewbacca. <laughs> that is awesome. Mouth. Yeah, <laughs> so it has his kind of name and then, you know, That's a cheek awesome. in at the bottom. So, uh, 
that's gonna be that's gonna be the first like shirt, and then we're gonna have some stickers, and then over we have some other designs for him on, in the pipeline for his uh, stuff. So, so yeah, um, trying to get creative from a business standpoint and partner with people that you know have a different following, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that'll be a good partnership for us. So, Heck yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've been watching his videos for years, man. And when he did that Chewbacca one, it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know. But yeah. it was like, like when he's like, he zoomed in on it and it's just sitting there with the hook. <laughs> I know. It's I'm hilarious. Like, I knew the moment when I saw it, I was like, it's going to work. I know it's going to work. <laughs> See, it's, that it's that would so, not work. It's so goofy and crazy that it has to work like i mean have you guys seen like where you know john b from the guggen squad yeah yeah he he um hooked up with somebody who makes oars and he had like this giant pokemon thing i mean it's like it's huge dude like and now somebody else did uh, has a pikachu one and i'm cracking up at this stuff like i mean it's kind of obnoxious a little bit when you think about it but like at the same time, I'm like, I just, I love seeing that stuff. Like I love yeah, seeing yeah. people catch fish on just things you would not think that's going to do anything, you know? And it just kind of goes to show you, like, it's not about the baits. Like you could take a Lego Chewbacca, <laughs> throw a hook in it and catch smallmouth with it. And it's you, all about the presentation. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can. I will say this about the, where he lives up there. Oh yeah. Dude, it's, it's. it's ridiculous smallmouth <laughs> fishing i mean you guys have seen the pictures uh, from the like our our upper mississippi excursions i mean we've caught we were catching six pound river smallmouth so like it's it was just absolutely insane and he he does not live uh he lives about i think two and a half three hours from the upper mississippi mm -hmm. um but he's got some pretty killer rivers over where he yeah. lives too i mean so. yeah you nobody laugh. fishes them either right uh, not, not very often, or at least yeah. not. Yeah. They're not like we do <laughs> everybody up there, man. They, they're walleye guys. They're, yeah. they're meat eaters. You know, the, yeah. and you got to think, you know, Minnesota has how many is the land of 10,000 mm -hmm. lakes. Like there's bot, there's water. You can throw a rock in any direction and you'll hit a body of water like yep. Ohio and Indiana. It's like, dude, you got to drive an hour, two hours to get to anything decent. Yeah. Yep. So I think a lot of times those rivers up there get neglected. They're not pressured as much because there's just so many other options. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's why I would love to live up there because yeah. <laughs> at least in the summertime, it's uh, it's like smallmouth paradise up there for sure. Yeah, so. I believe it. I mean, you watch his videos, you just die laughing because you're like, dude, did he just pull five twenties out of the same hole? Like, I know. like, if you have a 20 inch fish around here, that thing is like king for like a mile and a half in each direction. Yep, yep. You know, there's, <laughs> oh, I know. He's like, oh, I just throwing my grub over here, like just one after another, or my little itsy big itsy bug jig, and I'm cracking up like, <laughs> oh man, like I just. It's a dream of mine to go up up there, up in Minnesota and, you know, like northern Wisconsin and stuff like that, smallmouth fish. Dude, so I, I was actually on the border. I think I was fishing where he, where he's from. I was on the border of North Dakota and Minnesota back in 2017. And I'm, I'm, I may have crossed over a river that he fishes. I'm not sure, though. But mm. I had the chance to fish it, and I didn't, and I regret that. Yeah, that's gonna haunt you your whole life dude <laughs> <laughs> i had my yeah. kayak out there and everything where were you headed uh, i was just uh staying at my friend's lake house uh mm. 
where was that? It's like an hour east of uh, um, Fargo. Okay, I think he lives in Fargo or okay. somewhere close to there. So yeah, you're yeah. you're probably right on his territory, bud. <laughs> yeah, and it, it uh, drives me nuts every time I see his video because I'm like, ah. Yeah, I, I mean. There. I haven't been to any of those rivers. I know which ones they are. I'm not going to say on here, but because uh, he's kind of shared that stuff with us over the years. But um, yeah, I mean, I haven't even. It's just so it takes so long to get up there. I mean, the, the upper Mississippi is a 12 hour drive for us, yeah. so even longer for you guys probably. So mm-hmm. it's a, but it's worth it. We we go up there. We try to go up north somewhere every spring, and uh, yeah, it's it kind of ruins the rest of your fishing season. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's so good. That you're just like, man, this sucks here. It's kind of how St. Clair was last year. Like after going to St. Clair, I'm like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Like, there's all the giant nerf size, you know, nerf shaped small mouth at, you know, but. I know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse to go do those trips, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take the blessing. I don't care. I'll yeah. go up there every year. I, every chance I get. So, so yeah, it's a bucketless trip for me. So with the clothing line, how what kind of um like what kind of garments are you guys going to be producing? We mentioned a sun shirt and t-shirts. What else are you guys doing? Yeah, so uh, starting out, we're keeping it pretty simple, uh, mainly just because of financial reasons. You know, I don't have half a million dollars to dump in this thing. Um, so that is uh, what Brad's posting up there. That's uh, we're gonna have one hoodie. To begin with and then we'll have a t-shirt just like that with that same design so that's like our base logo uh, we call it the og logo um and then uh we'll have i think six other t-shirts um two sun shirts and i believe six hats so we'll have that'll be kind of our lineup um to begin with and then the plan is really to to add one new design a month so we'll basically launch one new design a month and, you know, probably put that on multiple platforms. So like if it's a design that we feel will sell well or something that already is selling well on a different platform, you know, maybe put it on a sun shirt and a t-shirt and a hat, that sort of thing. Um, we have a decent amount in the pipeline already. I've, I've got, got a couple that I really wanted to launch with, but we just had to pick and choose which ones we, you know, we just couldn't do all of them. So, but yeah, we'll have a decent selection up front. Um, nothing, you know, it's not like we're some brand like, uh, you know, like Sims or, or Pelagic or anything like that, but we're going to be, you know, try to have some diversity so people can buy multiple things at first. And then uh, as kind of time goes on, we'll, we'll diversify, maybe getting into some technical gear. You know, I have a plans to maybe do a, the ultimate wet waiting pant. So, cause that's mm. something that, I feel is not really on the market right now. So getting to do some more technical stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, for right now, it's, you know, kind of design centric um, shirts and hats. So, yeah, this hoodie is what caught my eye, man. Like every, every time I see this picture right here, I'm like, oh, that, <laughs> that looks like an awesome, like late fall hoodie. Oh yeah. So that's a, uh, that's, that's actually my brother-in-law, the, one of my business partners, um, we call him Dirty D. His name's Dustin. <laughs> uh, uh, but he's, uh, yeah, with, I was on our Minnesota trip. So I took that photo, literally just, you know, just caught that fish. We were on our, our drift raft and uh, 
yeah, we were out wading around catching monster smallmouth like every other cast. So, uh, but yeah, the sweatshirts, that's, it's a def, I've wore that thing, uh, I don't know, 50 times probably. I've worn it out already. So, um, it's a, it's a pretty nice sweatshirt. Uh, not going to be a ton of color options step at first. Like I said, it's like mm-hmm. keeping it simple, um, from an inventory standpoint, cause you got to figure you have to have, you know, all the sizes of all the, you know, if you release one thing, you got to have small through triple X and that's, you know, a challenge for us. It's like, okay, well you got to have all these different sizes and that stuff adds up real fast. Let me tell you. So, and then what'll be good though, is like, I mean, you got to start out like that. You don't want to get in over your head where you're like, Oh my gosh, we had this, giant surplus of stock and come to find out nobody buys this and small, yeah you know yeah exactly and then you guys can kind of go from there and be like all right well here's what we need to tune down we only need to order 20 smalls not you know 100 or whatever and yeah yeah and there's a little bit of science to that as far as like industry standards like okay yeah. you know i actually did a poll on smallly talking to ask like what uh, size people wear and it gave us a good like ratio of like okay you know, we had a hundred people respond to this. This many people were smalls. This many people were mediums. This many people were largest. And it kind of gave us a blueprint of like, okay, this is probably what our customer base is going to look like. This is probably how many we need to carry. And, you know, all that stuff, you have to meet minimums on it. Or mm-hmm. at least, you know, the more you order, the cheaper the price gets. And right. you kind of have to go up to a certain, a certain quantity before it really becomes viable. Um the good thing is we're not trying to make a living off this right now. It's just, we all have day jobs. Um, mm-hmm. We're putting all the money back into the company besides what, um, you know, money that we loaned to the company from our own personal stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's the, the pricing and stuff isn't as big of a deal now as it will be later down the road when we actually try to like make this into a profitable business. Um, but yeah, we got, this this is actually uh, a lot of people see me wear this hat over the years, so I started a blog. That, it's kind of where Smalley Talk came from. I started Quest for Twenty Three. Mm-hmm. It's like the blog I started about catching a r- river twenty three inch smallmouth, and uh, that design we put on a hat um, or two hats, and then one of, one of the shirts has it on there. So a lot of people have asked me for this over the years of, oh man, I want to get that hat. I want to get that hat. So. We will have it. Um, so if you want a Quest for Twenty Three hat, Quest for Twenty Three shirt, we're we're gonna have those at launch. So, cool, man. How, how many design? Uh, how many designs do you have total? Do you know? Um. So I think based on every like hats and everything, I think there's maybe ten. Um, okay. Ten different designs, and that you know, like I said, some of them are on a hat and not a shirt. Some are on a shirt and not a hat. Uh, like that bleed bronze one. Um, that one is just on a shirt um, and, but it's not in a hat and we may, you know, cross over eventually once we start expanding our, our skews. But um, that, um, um, that shirt in particular, I've worn that a lot. So we did, we did kind of a pre-production run for our trip, um, gave all the guys that went on the trip, you know, free stuff and, just like, hey, wear it, take some pictures of it. So we got a lot of good marketing content when we went on our Memorial Day trip, and uh, that was one of them that we we did as a, a shirt, and it's uh, it's pretty comfy. So, so yeah, Sweet, yeah, I like the design of it. 
Yep. So he, Dustin, that's his artwork. So you can tell it's very tattooish. So it's <laughs> like a, it's like a really detailed human heart. Um, and that's kind of his like kind of style, I guess. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's funny working with artists, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of the guys like their like personal artistic style, you know, kind of, um, shows through on their designs and it's nice to have a couple different guys that have different types of you know design so everything isn't going to be so like everything looks the same and i feel like you you get that with a lot of brands like everything's kind of like oh yeah you can tell that's you know just kind of boring we'll have a lot of different type of stuff a lot of i would say edgier stuff so a lot of dark humor in our designs (laughs) uh it's just kind of how we roll you know we're we're like that. So we're going to have some, some funny kind of, you know, um, darker type stuff like that. So yeah. Wet, look, wet boys t-shirt. Oh yeah. Smally talk, <laughs> Smally talk stuff is coming and we're definitely going to do a wet boys t-shirt. <laughs> for <funny>. sure. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Pe- people are probably going to hear this. They're like, what is he, what is he talking about? This is weird. <laughs> we just, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, just go back and listen to an episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. The wet boys definitely need a shirt cause they're, they're clamoring for it. Uh, we'll do a Smally talk collection. Um, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with our buddy, Derek, he's Hoosier state fishing. We'll probably mm-hmm. do a shirt for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, do a lot of like kind of, you know, collaboration type stuff to keep things fresh. And, you know, I guess lend some credibility to our brand people who are like, cause we're, we're, we're outdoors and we're fishermen. We're not some like business guys trying to, you know, make this, uh, company out of, um, you know, take advantage of a market like we're we're doing it really because we like to do it you know yeah. mm-hmm. it's, i'm sure it's similar to the way you guys do the podcast it's like we all know we're not we're not like cutting big paychecks on these podcasts now you right. know, we're, you're you not know. <laughs> no definitely <laughs> not <laughs> uh but Damn, you know it's man. like you know it's it's funny people say that i've had several people ask me like so do you like do that podcast for a living and i just start yeah. laughing yeah, like, you're like no it just no. It pays for my coffee for the week like yeah exactly <laughs> if i'm lucky heck it doesn't even pay for that for us man i know oh i know we, yeah. we just do we just do it for fun i mean yep yeah no other i mean reason. that's the kind of you know and i here's the thing like it with me like it, i had a somewhat i I don't know. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis because I, w- I was still young, but I was um, I was working a corporate job and I'd worked at it for about a decade and I was making good money and I, I just didn't like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I went on the path to try to find an outdoor job. And like you start, I think back on it now and like I started finding out one outdoor jobs don't pay very well. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's one. So I'm like, I'm going to make like half what I make now. It, it was hard. Like I was like, there's no, no way I'm going to, you know, be able to do this. I, I even like got to the point I had emailed Eric Jackson when he was over Jackson kayaks and the guy actually responded to me this huge long email copy drew Gregory on it. And those guys were like, you know, explain to me how the outdoor industry works and how it's like, you know, yeah, it's, you know, hard to make money. Um, so I ended up quitting my job, starting my own company doing medical stuff. And I do enjoy that a lot. And it, 
affords me the ability to fish and, and make my own schedule. And I have a couple employees and, um, but I still have a longing to make a living in the outdoor industry. Mm -hmm. So like for me, this is kind of my like, Hey, I'm in my mid thirties. Like I need to like crap or get off the pot with this. And I'm like, but I want to do something that I really am passionate about. And I, I'm literally as passionate about smallmouth as anything in the world. And this is just, I'm hoping that my like love for this shines through and the people that also love smallmouth and also fish for smallmouth and appreciate it, you know, we'll see that through our products. And that's kind of, kind of where this company's coming from. So. Oh, dude, I, I see it completely. I mean, I see your passion there. I met you in person. I saw your passion there. So. Yeah, dude, that, that was fun, man. We need to do that again for sure. Um, so. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you're mentioning something like, you know, it's something I struggle with because I work in, in like industrial setting and I've worked in the office mm-hmm. setting, too. Um, and I've jumped, I've kind of screwed myself because I have jumped from job to job to job trying to find something that I'm not miserable doing. Yeah. And because of that, I've never built up any seniority where I've moved up anywhere. Mm-hmm. So but it's, you know. I'm at this at this point though, Mike. Is it really important though for me to make a ton of money, or is it? Do I like what am I what am I looking for? Like I've heard the best thing to do, and it's not just you know find something that you like, but find something that you're you like that you have a drive for. It's something that you're gonna like push for, and you're gonna put like a ton of passion and hard work into. Because I mean, you look at you know, so many people, especially in the United States, it's just, you sit in a cubicle for nine, you know, eight or nine hours a day, or you're sitting in a machine and you're just like, uh, and you know that you don't want to be there, you know, and you're working your ass off for somebody else to bank on, you know? So if there mm-hmm. is, if you have that opportunity, like you, you're taking Josh, man, like, you know, run with it, man. You know, it's, you're going to have a lot of probably sleepless nights. Cause I mean, you're doing, you're doing two jobs, you know? Yep. But that's kind of what you yeah. got to do is you got to stick with, you know, what you to keep the family going and, you know, keep your finances going. But, you know, push that passion with with um, with the clothing line, dude, because it's it is true because I watched a thing. Joe Rogan was talking about it the other day. He's like, it's sad how many people are out there working. And it was a big, long kind of quote thing I saw. I think it was on TikTok or whatever. And they had broke it up into several pieces. And he was totally right. He was like. You know, it's just you find you've got to find something that you have this like burning passion and desire mm-hmm. to go after. Because, I mean, I, God knows me with my job now. I'm like, oh, you know, like it's just. <laughs> yeah. how it is. But you man, know, I've never put myself like out there like Josh is doing, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard, man. I think it, you know, if, if I was single and I didn't have any kids like it'd be a lot easier to do that. The, the problem is you, when you're young, like you don't realize that you don't yeah. realize like you're setting yourself up for the rest of your life. Most mm-hmm. people don't, you know, yeah. some people do fortunately, but you know, when I was in my, you know, 20 early twenties, like I had like two things in my mind and I think you guys probably know what those two things are. I yeah. mean, fishing and women. Yeah. And that was like, <laughs> you know, a job was just a way for me to go do both of those things, yeah. you know? And like, I didn't realize what, you know, it's like, okay, you're setting yourself down a path of like what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And like, for me, it was like, well, I just need to make money. And, Mm -hmm. 
you know, you find out later in life as you get older and wiser that like life's not all about money. Like money is a means to live your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Like in sometimes if you have more of it, sometimes you afford you different things. But, you know, for the most part, you don't need a lot of money. Like I've had times in my life where I've made a lot of money. I've times in my life where I've struggled and like, you know, I can't say that I was any happier when I made a ton of money and then when I wasn't making money. So you might as well do something that you like doing, you know, yeah. and um, we live in America. And one of the really cool things about America is like, you know, we, we have the freedom to do whatever we want. Like if we want to mm -hmm. leave our jobs, we want to try something else. Like you can go do it. Like there's nothing stopping you besides yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, jumping out of your comfort zone and doing stuff is, it's hard. Like it really is hard. Um, but you can do it. And, and, you know, I think mitigated risk is something that I've always been about. It's like, I can't risk my family's house and I can't mortgage. Mm -hmm. I'm not the guy that's going to go drop a hundred grand on my retirement to go start a business and like completely wipe myself out. Like yeah. I'm, I'm doing this like very like carefully, yeah. you know, and at worst case scenario, I waste time. You know, yeah. and that's at least that's what I have to burn. So, but um, I mean, you look at it like how you're how you're doing it is just to kind of protect yourself, but you still have a passion for it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And mm -hmm. that's the thing is, if you just if you sit back and you just kind of accept it, and it drives you crazy, you know, it's like at, at what cost? You know, like mm -hmm. your own sanity and your own happiness, and you know, you treat the family like shit or whatever. You know, because you're completely miserable all the time with what you're doing with your life. And, you know, it's like, and the thing is though, is when you do things, you guys tell me when you've done something that you know is hard, how much more rewarding was it when you actually succeeded versus always taking the easy route, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that, man. Like it's a lot more rewarding to, to go through trials and, you know, go through the fire and come out the other end knowing that you, you know, you, you, you busted your ass for something that was worth it for yeah. sure. So, and kind of for me to relate to that, like catching my first river 20 this year and yeah. then going, going to a reservoir and catching one like a couple weeks later, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that, that river one was so much more rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Congrats well, on that though, bud. Because you've put Thanks. what, seven, eight, nine years worth of river fishing and, Mm -hmm. You know, like hell, mm -hmm. you've probably been like, dude, this guy who just started last year caught one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it, seriously, it's been I mean, like that. You know, how fishing is though. Like fishing <laughs> is part skill, part luck. You know, part like I mean, especially luck with the weather. Like you're like, you know, you're gonna go fishing because you're like, eh, it's the weekend. I finally can fish. Oh, it's gonna rain. Well, I can't. You know, it's the only day I got or whatever. So, but. um yeah, man, it's you, you put in that hard work. That's what it, it's what's frustrating when everybody gets on like some of those fishing forums and they're like, Hey, where do I catch this fish? Like, you know, where are you guys catching them? It's like, Hey man, you know, you're asking the wrong group of guys, you know, these guys that are holding up these big fish, put in a lot of work, you know, to, to kind of get there. And it's, you know, they're not going to exactly tell you where to go. They're going to give you pointers, you know, or an idea of where to start, but they're not giving you GPS coordinates, you know, but yeah, it's unless, just, it's, unless it's, you're Brad, Brad will tell everybody. Watch out everybody. Don't tell Brad Hicks. Where you <laughs> it up. Yeah. It's the same thing in business, man. It's like, you can look at somebody who's 
done really well and succeeded, but you don't see all the hours that they stayed up late. You don't see yeah. all the time they put in of, you know, like, you know, busting their ass without getting paid anything. Cause I mean, I mean, realistically, like we're not going to take a dime from this Achigan thing for probably at least two or three years. Yeah. And like, that's two or three years worth of free work. Like you have to add that in the equation. When you see somebody succeed, like they usually got there through some sort of hard work. Sometimes mm-hmm. people get lucky. Sometimes people do have a knack for things. I can tell you this, like, I feel like I'm a really savvy business person, but I'm no, I'm no Bill Gates. I'm no Jeff Bezos. Like I'm not a guy that's like some visionary. I'm a guy who kind of like puts a plane in place and I do it. And hopefully, you know, it works if I do it long enough. And, um, you know, it, if if this thing ends up being successful, it, it will just be because I basically ate shit for three years. So <laughs> Yeah. So what are you guys going to be doing? How are you aiming your marketing? You know, like what's what's the goal with that? Yeah. Um, so we're basically, uh, I think our, our main conduit for marketing is going to be Instagram at first. So we're really going to try to grow our audience organically and try to get a following through Instagram probably we'll have an Instagram shop sooner than later where people can, you know, buy stuff straight off Instagram. And honestly, mainly that's because I'm familiar with Instagram and that's just kind of what I know. Um, and I'm trying to get better at it, trying to figure out how to reach more audience. Um, I know I should probably get TikTok, but I'm like fighting it with every <laughs> fiber of my being to get TikTok. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I look at TikTok. I'm like, man, it's like a bunch of kids, and I'm too old to do yeah. it. Um, no, but there's I, there's adults, but it's it's weird though, man. It's like I don't know. Like it's <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'll I'll get on there, and I'm like, what is this? Like, and I don't understand like the point of half of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, it's like it's like the 30 second video thing. But then I start realizing, I'm like, is that how bad? our attention you know oh, like, yeah it is 100 percent. attention is getting as humans like it's like yeah. oh it's it's longer 30 seconds yeah yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah i mean that's definitely i mean there's no hiding it like if, from a business standpoint it'd be stupid to not do that i just yeah. don't want to i don't want to get i'm my personality is like I'm very like focused person and if i get too many things to focus on i end up doing them all very um haphazardly and i don't do any of them high level so i rather focus on doing something really well figure it out then once i figure it out put it on cruise control and go focus on the next thing um but yeah instagram and then you know we're gonna do some uh sponsorship type stuff i, I i'm hoping we do have a couple retail shops that are committing to carry our stuff so we'll do some retail stuff probably not going to be big retail guy just because the margins get diluted that way um but uh, we, you know, I have some things kind of in my head that like acquisition sponsorship wise that we're looking at doing, investing a little bit of my um, other businesses money into this. Um, so we'll see. There's there's some creative stuff on on the horizon with it. Um, we don't we're not we're not we want to grow. We don't grow too fast. and We don't right. want to grow too expensive um, because the last thing I want is, you know, to get not be able to provide a high level of customer service which you know i know is a really important thing to our core customers like we're you know we're going to be accessible we're going to do stuff we'll be transparent try to get stuff you know high quality stuff on time fast 
Um, and I think that's you got to meet those expectations and you got to be able to meet them or you're going to lose your ass early on. So mm. cool, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, uh, where I guess we can wind this down, right? Since we're, unless you got anything else you want to add. I definitely do not. Okay. Josh. Yeah, man. I mean, I do dig the idea of like kind of aiming for that smaller retail thing, like mm-hmm. places like Rocktown, like Rocktown, like sells yeah. kayak stuff, but they have a small like outdoor clothing section and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, those kind of shops like that are the little small outfitter shops. Those are, it's a good, a good place to start. And I mean, yep. to be honest, it's, it, I love those kind of stores like that, you know, yeah. it's, um, they're my favorite places to go. Like when you hit, like you said, that big retail, it's just, it's like um, you kind of start, you, you, you're having to cut deals because they want to order like, you know, 200 shirts or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just like the, your profit margins aren't going to be where you would like them to be, especially with you guys starting out. Cause you guys are going to, if you want to keep expanding it, you know, in reinvesting back in the company, you're like, you know, how much is it going to really benefit you to, Mm-hmm. do that you know through there because most of the time when you go to a i mean you watch this on shark tank when they when they really want to push something you guys <laughs> notice a hundred times it gets outsourced like instantaneously you know oh, out yeah. of the country it's like oh well you you want to keep it made in america well no nah, that's not gonna work <laughs> like yeah you know and so like you know like for, for people who you know we we see it in the kayak industry especially with the 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 big the the brands like jackson or native or whatever like before they <clears throat> some of them that have hit now like the big box stores it's like mm-hmm. um yeah they are expensive but there's a reason why it's expensive you know it's yep. not being made overseas you know and <clears throat> where their quality control is a little bit you know a little bit different now that's not to say none of these uh, you know main usa kayak companies don't have problems because we all know about jackson's you know, pedal drive issues and the, the Hobie 360 issues and this and that. But, yeah. you know, it's it still is different. The material is different. That's the one thing I learned is, you know, Chinese steel and U.S. steel are very different. They mm-hmm. have, you know, visually and structurally and strength wise. So, yeah, but Josh, Plastic, I mean, plastics the same way. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. But Josh, man, I wish you guys the best of luck with this, man. It's cool Thanks, to man. see you, um, you know, form the brand and you get the backstory on it. Cause I didn't really have the backstory of like what the name was meaning. And right. it was really cool to learn that because I knew you were a huge smallmouth guy, Brad, Brad's bragged about you for like, you know, the past year. And <laughs> he's like, Josh is cool, man. You got to meet he's him. My he's my idol, he's, man. He's like, a small know guy like us that, you know, and uh, he wants to be your co-host. Like he's like, really wants to be on Smalley Talk. Fire. So. Hey, you can come on Small Talk anytime, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, we actually, we haven't done, because uh, my vacation and Chris is going on vacation. We've kind of slacked off. We had uh, um, Travis, um, uh, von Neumann on. Did you guys have him on? No, it, I, we didn't. Uh, okay. Somebody else did. I know, like Dark Waters had him on. There's mm-hmm. a couple other ones. I but... think Dan and them did for the yeah, real Dan, for the Dan and me did. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's a. We had him on for obvious reason. He caught a bunch of smallmouth and won that tournament. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we're we're we'll probably get back in the recording studio here in the next week or so when Chris gets back. But um, 
But yeah, I, thanks for having having me on, guys. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about the the brand. And um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely hook both of you guys up with some complimentary stuff. So I'll reach out to you and get your address and that sort of thing. We'll get you some stuff. And then uh, yeah, man, um, looking forward to it. And if anybody wants to reach me, I think we got a little scrolling thing on YouTube here, but you know, really. Um, our, our Instagram is at a Chigan brand. That's a C H I G A N brand. Um, so you can DM us. We'll hundred percent respond. I try to like smallly talk. We get a lot of messages. I try to respond. Chris and I try to respond to all of them. Um, same thing with the Chigan. You guys want to know something, you know, you want to give a suggestion on a design or shirt or hat or whatever. We're going to be eyes and ears open on that stuff because we really want to put stuff out that the smallmouth community wants. Um, but I think what you'll see some of the stuff we have coming out uh, initially is going to be super badass. So I think you guys will like it. So you want to, before we go, you want to plug uh, your launch uh, where people can find that and all that. Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're going to launch on August 1st. It's on a Sunday, probably in the evening. Um, we'll, we'll do like a little live video on Instagram when it actually officially goes live. Um, but our website's at cheeganbrand.com. It is not live yet. We haven't connected the domain yet, um, but uh, it'll be a Shopify store. So we're working on building that out right now. It's Yeah, it's a little bit of a sprint to the finish with everything. Uh, we're going to have inventory available immediately so you know if you guys order stuff um you know we should be able to ship it within a day or two but uh yeah cheeganbrand.com at a cheek brand on instagram and um yeah i think that's about it sweet man thanks for coming on the show that was fun yeah man thanks a lot yeah, yeah thanks guys it was, it was a pleasure yep uh yeah we'll end it here man josh Got yeah we will nope Everybody, thanks again for listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Finn podcast. And, uh, yeah, iCast will be over by the time this airs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of if we get hooked up with some good uh, good upcoming episodes. I told Brian to find yeah. me a sunglasses guy. Yeah. And yeah, then definitely. whatever is weird and cool. <laughs> I know. I, 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 was, I love the unique oh, stuff, man. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I mean, we can always talk about the same stuff every year, but you yeah. know, like the same baits or whatever. But yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, find some weird, cool stuff. I was like, I don't care if it's kayak related or not at this point. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. So. Why not? Sweet. We need a end of the show slogan like everybody else has. No, we don't. Like, never... <laughs> no, we don't. We don't need a slogan. No slogan. Spend, spend your money wisely. Just say larynge <laughs> laryngitis Brad out. You know. Brad out. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Take care. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler button, and app just makes for a better time on the water. 
and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. 